welcome back. It's Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the daily sports app where we make money. Holy cow, Hachi, Machi, Liberace. How about that? We were up in the Jock Market yesterday, lumping them up, doing exactly what we do. It was so nice. We did it twice. We hit them in the AM. We hit them in the PM. I mean, we're just doing the things we do. Me, you, and the Cork Stats crew, everybody. Download that app. It's free. They're going to match the first hundred bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. But the point is really more than rhyming and looking pretty cool right now with the green screens is look at the pricing and the fact that the hundred dollars is more than enough to do damage. We're not just throwing names at you. You're getting prices, applications, and even what I like to think of is kind of like a stop loss, like a place where we say we're off of these players. Now, in the early slate, we don't usually cover it on the show, but I did have followers reach out, and I will run my stack tool. We had Pirates Lefties, ding, 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 and then later on, which we did cover on the show, we had Joey Votto and Austin Riley. They both went ramalem and ding dong, and you know, that's just what we do, and look, every single one of those guys at the 550 mark or below, it's a limit order, so you get all your money back. All right, enough of the green screens there, but you know, that's just what it is. I'm myself back up to that personal high again right now. It was on like a two-week slide, but because Jock Market is not an all-or-none game, you can play around even, and listen, standard DraftKings, FanDuel-type DFS play, though I do believe there's a spot in a portfolio for it, it's a different type of game, right? And I think we could separate those. And I'm playing DFS, but in winner-take-all formats. And where I'm trying to make money and grind and really put the tools and our skills to use is in the chalk market because that's where it pays off, right? Identifying cheap players that are inherently undervalued. Because in DraftKings, the prices don't move. So everyone can be on the free square, which is no longer free. In jock market, if a player is cheap, it means the ownership is low by definition. So any production is a huge hit. And, and I mean, I think really at the essence of it, that's the key. People are starting to see it. And if you can't play jock market, those I also I cracked a huge total base uh, parlay yesterday. I'm trying to play around with different sites that allow you to parlay these things. I don't love the juice, but some of the guys I mentioned, like I was looking at Swinsky, he had a half base total base prop. So you can't do that. Some other books you can. I like to look and I was able to pair like all the Pirates, Brian Reynolds, and I hit all those things and I had a really nice hit yesterday. So let's dive up into it. There's one early game at Cincinnati and Chicago standalone, so I'm not really worrying about that. Get to me on Twitter if you're looking for a bet or two, maybe. But we got a main slate. It's 10 games. Starts at 6.40, and that's when the IPO is, which I really like. One last quick note. We're going to be doing the old-fashioned Cork Stats show, game-by-game game breakdown this Friday, which today is Thursdays. Tomorrow, I'm going to start promoting with fervor today. But if you want a little giddy-up, I already had an idea. I had it yesterday. We're going to do a total run contest. So it just for the main slate tomorrow, whoever is closest to the total runs being slate, you're going to have to jump on the YouTube channel, be subscribed, of course, and leave it in the comments, your guess, and whoever's close, I'm going to buy you a MLB hat of your choice, right? For any kind of standard MLB team hat, new era, you know, size and whatever, and I'm going to have it shipped to you, and that'll be what we do. Hopefully, we get some new eyes just in the sewing seat we're doing. It's really a lot of fun by, you know, kind of really how I made my bones in this, my bread and butter doing these advanced 
really fast, lightning quick, deep dive analyses into individual games. And with a bet, and then I'm going to walk you through how to get into Jock Market and play. So I know there's Jock Market players out there. So make sure you have the app downloaded by tomorrow night, a perfect time to use that money. I'm going to show you exactly how in real time screen sharing and show you how I play with a couple of other little advanced kind of tips I've come up with. So it's going to be really good. Let's dive up into today's stack report. Remember, it's not just Jock Market. These are DraftKings stacks. I run implied team totals. Hat tip as always to Patty Mayo for giving me the opportunity to reach all of you and kind of bring you all these free tools. You know, I think they should be free. I'm working my butt off to do it. You might as well use them. Even if you're disagreeing with me, I think there's a, you should probably have a reason why because I'm kind of showing you behind the scenes, right? You're seeing all the work and everything like that. Starting pitcher matrix goes up every single day. Followed on Twitter, MLB moving averages at MLB moving AVG. First up, we're looking for, oh man, I love any time in a pitcher against the Nats struggles with lefties. The alarm starts to blare because that's Soto, that's Bell, and Herman Marquez has done just that. It's been a rough go this year in general. 614 ERA, 1-6 whip. I know there is is Coors involved, but he has a six ERA on the road as well. It's been a really rough go for Marquez so far. 92% in-zone contact rate combined with a 47% hard hit rate via stat cast. It's 95 miles an hour. So every time the ball's in the zone, every time he puts it in the zone, half the time it's going out at 95 miles an hour or better. That's led to the 900 OPS on the year to lefties. It's the sinker and the change. Both have plus 600 X slugs against. So we're looking at Soto. We're looking at Bell. And again, we got to be careful with pricing in jock market. This is where sometimes I think probably studs are easier to play in DraftKings because the price doesn't go up. But if Soto doesn't crack that $7 mark, you're going to see my name all over him in the leaderboard and in that kind of open, right? If you're not aware, jock market has like open source trading. You see like MLB moving averages bid, you know, and you, you could see that and follow what people are doing and you could see what the market is. It would be equating to reading the tape in Wall Street, seeing the actual movement go. I was a derivatives trader for a while and that's part of it. Watching the action move kind of helping to validate your understanding especially right at the bell so that'll be one of the things we cover again uh, on friday it's gonna be a lot of fun not just to show you know it's we're gonna do draft games and dfs and all that stuff of course bets prop betting i'm gonna just bring the house all right let's get back up into it it's the Rockies, so that's the same game so what does that mean if we're getting two stack reports in the same game you know we're going over against patrick corbin this year, 6-6 ERA, 1-7 whip. Hey, but Marquez was pretty bad. He said, hold my beer. 10% barrel, a 470 expected Woba on contact year-to-date, which is gross. But the power has been centered to righties. All six home runs this year are have been hit by right-handers. So we're going to be looking at C.J. Crone, Brandon Rogers, and Jonathan Daza. In particular, I know the Rockies do kind of stink away from home. But a lot of times, it's like the traveling and stuff, they do score. Like, it does happen. The offense is not terrible. I think they really need Brian. He's one of those guys, like a linchpin. But I think they will get to him. I do think we get the over. I do think this is a good place to kind of backfill today. But uh, me in particular, I'll be in the back of those lineups. So I guess the game will be popular, but I'll be towards the I guess I'll be chalky Washington and deep Rockies. And then we'll see what where the jock market slate takes us. Right next up, it's the Halos against the Blue Jays. They've got Hyunjin, Ryu, really, really struggling um, this year against righties. It's been really bad. 950 OPS on the year to righties and three home runs. The problem is really centered around the fastball. It's coming in really right around 90 and... 
Again, I don't want to be like a velocity whore, but there really is that's really the benchmark, right? Where these are professional hitters, and there is a point where you're just not going to be able to fool them, especially more than once, right? So that's the whole idea where even if 90 is going to get him through the order once, I don't think it's going to get him through the order twice. He's, you know, man, when you're up against really tough righties, you don't want to be facing the Angels. We're looking at Trout. We're looking at Rendon. But I think we might be looking at the back end also. Guys like Velasquez, who I recommended for fantasy, maybe even like a Luis Rengifo, right? So I, I'm probably going to be looking at the wheel, let's call it, right? We're looking at the turn for the Angels backfilling into the cheap guys there. So Washington lefties. Colorado righties and Angel righties as well. That's our stack report. And again, I'm going to have the total team stacks for backfills. Just follow me on Twitter. Ta again, people tag me every day and I'll put it right up. Like I don't ignore it. I just, there are like 5 million things I'm doing every single day. I'll be on uh, the Athletic Podcast today. If you're interested with Mike Bob Beller, I'll be on VEASAN later on today with, I think with Gil and then I'll be on the Draft Champions pod on the circus over there with those boys kind of having some fun. So you get to see the other side of it over there, man. I'm telling you, I just love it. Baseball season's what's all about. 115 off the crack of bat. We never stop, and we ain't about to do that now. So let's dive into our ads. If you're unfamiliar with the fantasy show, I really think the fantasy show matters. Please, please, please. If you're just a fantasy player and you're kind of fast-forwarding through the rest, I think there's something there for you. But at the very least, I think in these five to seven minutes every day just for fantasy baseball we're really doing it listen i play high stakes 12 team head-to-head -head points i also play high stakes 15 team nfbc roto league so like i'm really trying to be all over the place i don't play 10 but i'm, I'm trying to do that so if you notice there's three players at every position in the infield i'm thinking of that as an ad in 10 12 and 15 team leagues i know we have audio only listeners so please rate review and subscribe to the podcast and you can check this out on the go if you can't sit down in front of the video although i would suggest because i am bringing the graphics that if you are in a rush it may be almost worth it to go over to youtube to swipe real quick and grab a screenshot if you're doing your work right you might be on a computer screen to have this up on the phone and it'll help you get through it you say oh who is he talking about because i know that we do it fast but that's what the graphic is for you can just kind of freeze it what i'm doing and if you want the details run it back all right let's get behind the plate i think in 10 team leagues adley rushman needs to be rostered everywhere he's playing every day he's hitting in the middle of the lineup and he doesn't look overwhelmed that's generally the first thing i'm looking for with rookies a guy like alec thomas hit right away didn't look overwhelmed like i'm okay running it out if they look overwhelmed at all i'm immediately like put them on the bench that's just a little bit of process there for you again I don't, it's weird, uh, trading, I guess we'd say it's like trying to catch the falling knife. People get so married to these prospects that they eat one, two, four, six, seven bad weeks. At what point for what? To get one good week? Just wait for the one good week. You've avoided all the bad, and then you can get on the top end of the sine wave again, things that we talk about on the show. So 10-team leagues, make sure you have Rutschman added uh, in 12-team leagues, or maybe even 10 every league, is William Contreras. I botched that one yesterday. What a rake step for me. I was so excited because I thought it was this Contreras that made it on the statistical mining last 30 leaderboard, which we do every week on Tuesday and Wednesday, hitters and starting pitchers, depending on when I get my updates. But 
Uh, I, he is awesome anyway. He's lighting up all the boards, and he's excellent behind the plate as far as hitting goes, and also starting in the outfield and DHing. So definitely get with William Contreras. This is the Braves catcher. Brother, they're both really, really awesome. And then last up, again, I'm going to make sure that I'm giving guys that are not available over with. I am dead on determined to make this show handy. 15-team leads, man, for adding catchers. It's really tough this week. I have Cal Raleigh circled for the Mariners, although with Christian Bethencourt, who I had recommended earlier, now he's been added in a lot of places. If he's not, it's Cal Raleigh, Tom, I think. I don't know. He's behind Murphy. He stinks. Raleigh's starting to hit, and he it does have a track record of hitting. So again, if he's on you know, where he's seeing the ball better and just getting a better understanding of how pitchers will be attacking him, possibly having made that first adjustment, look for Cal Raleigh. He could play every day on the Mariners. They're looking to make improvements because they're not winning games. All right, first base, let's go. It's Frank Schwindel. He's on a tear. I recommended him at the Athletic more than two weeks ago. He's moving up the list, right? Where he was a 15-team ad, was a 12-team ad. Now he's got to be added everywhere playing Schwindel. Next up, Hunter Dozier again. He's really moved from being a 15 to a 12. I wouldn't add him in 10 yet. And then Garrett Cooper adding a first base is a little difficult right now. But Cooper has been available in a a few of the 15-team leagues I'm in, so I'm adding him. If not, it's probably Paven Smith, who has flew on the radar. I've been adding I've played him in a couple spots, depending on matchups. Next up, second base, Nolan Gorman on the Cardinals, of course, must be added everywhere. Then Brendan Rodgers, who I mentioned in Colorado, is now 12-team viable. Add him. He's good. If he starts getting going and half his game's in cores, you don't want to wait to have to pay or use a, a top priority to him. Rodgers is good flying under the radar. And last up, Nico Horner is back for the Cubs. I know a lot of times it's very difficult to roster injured players at second base. If he's not available, second base is really, really tough. Uh, man, I forget who's out there. Rojas is not going to be out there anymore. Get at me. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll look out. Maybe I'll post something for middle infield. Shortstop, 10-team leads. I believe Josh Rojas is now viable. If he's going to play every day, we've seen some pop. We know what he could do. If not, maybe they should have flip-flopped this actually for Brandon Donovan on the Cardinals. They are just pushing all the youth forward. They really do the right thing with the youth. And you can tell there's something going on. Forget the devil magic, something in the water jokes. They're very good at developing. They also surround young players with very smart and professorial and in not only intelligent but engaging and high IQ veterans like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. So if you want, you know, Gorman to learn from somebody, Donovan to learn from somebody, even Edmund to learn from somebody, be those guys. And again, I think the rising tide rises all ships. The Cardinals are so, so good. I do not like the Cardinals whatsoever. They're very, very, very good. And a good spot to park some future money if you kind of believe in that stuff. So it's Rojas and Donovan at shortstop. And then last up, it's Andrew Velasquez. I recommended him at the Athletic. We didn't get the boost that we wanted, but he's not been terrible. So I think we've had like a 280 average the last week and he even hit a home run. So uh, hopefully the boon is coming. So Velasquez is starting every single day for the Angels. It's a very good offense. So you're getting the plate appearances. The lineup spot's not great, but it's tough to find at-bats in NFBC. Andrew Velasquez on the Angels. Third base, Patrick Wisdom now has to be added in all these at third base. Next up, Brandon Donovan. Hearing that name over and over again. Look at the multiple position eligibility. I would add him pretty much everywhere, just in case. And especially if you have daily moves or multi uh, bi-weekly moves, let's say. Donovan is an ace. Last up, third base, Evan Longoria. Wherever he wasn't scooped up, you got to get him. He hit like two bombs yesterday, so the secret is out. Let's get up into the outfield. This one could be a little bit tougher. I mean, I don't really know what waiver wire is going to look like. So, like, a guy like Ian Happ ended up not being owned everywhere. Jock Peterson not being owned everywhere. Jorge Soler not being owned everywhere. Make sure those players are owned everywhere. The next up, up player, I'm wearing the two gold stars on my big fat nose right now, and that's King Cole Calhoun, Texas Rangers. You know, I mentioned it like two or three weeks ago because he popped 
on the stat leaderboard. Again, it's weird. Like, I don't make this stuff up. And I always find it funny when people's retort to my argument is like, <laughs> and they could just make fart noises instead of, like, answering what I'm saying. You know, I'm, these things are on the leaderboard. I investigate. Sometimes we identify skill changes. A lot of times it comes with played appearances, right? That's generally the thing that are, are a constant for me is opportunity. And then I'm looking for spikes. Cole Calhoun has been awesome. We know he has big boy power in the Mush Bowl environment. He looks incredible. Incredible. And if this guy made like a change, he's awesome. People see the swing and miss stuff. We want him to be aggressive. He's not going to help us in fantasy if he starts walking. We want him to swing. We want him to swing. Even you eat the K's if he's going to hit the power bat like this. So I'm adding Cole Calhoun. He's 12 team. Relevant for me. Tyrone Taylor is starting to get tons of at-bats in Milwaukee. I like him in draft and holds. I believe we're starting to see that, you know, cream kind of rise to the top. Keep your eye on Taylor if you have a bench spot. He's a guy who, if he plays his way into every day, it's going to be too late. So I think we want to add Taylor now. He's like bench... Yeah, I think he's a bench bat in 12 teams, but I think he must be owned, right? So he's on that, like... Just be on the watch list, right on the watch list. And Darren Ruff, San Francisco has had some injuries. He's terrible in the outfield, but with the DH, this game was made for him with the opportunities and the power bat. He's got to get some ops, but he gets platoon. I'm just not crazy about the Giants. I like to be very upfront about Giants players. I really don't roster them at all. Longoria might be a difference in the defense at third. Then Luis Barrera, outfielder for Oakland, and you're like, who? And I'm like, see? So I'm trying to bring you people that are playing every day. He's produced. He even stole a couple of bags. You know, people are definitely not interested in Oakland. The reason I am is because opportunities, and there's a chance to play up into the lineup. There's just nobody holding anybody back. I would guess Maybe Sean Murphy is locked into the top five. I don't even know. It's so bad. Like, it really is so, so bad. Also, keep your eye on shortstop. Um, Elvis Andrews comes to mind. He's hit a couple home runs this week. I know he saw he hit another one yesterday. I bet on Paulie Blackburn. Again, people sucking their teeth. Who? He's terrible. He gets swing and misses. If you're if you're in, into this stuff, we've had Blackburn for weeks. We're starting him. We're betting on him. He's still an underdog and nobody wants him. And it's like, whatever. That's what kind of separates us from it is the our ability to kind of uh, ignore the scoffs, right? So as people are scoffing, we're making moves and profiting. And then as they're like finally get on board, a lot of times we're like heading for the exit. And then you kind of see how the cycle plays out. So let's dive up onto the bump. Nick Pavetta on the top, Martin Perez. We know it, believe it or not, you got to get while the getting is good. I believe they both really benefited from the ball. They both had plus command the past six or eight starts, some plus pitching mix changes don't be afraid to get with those guys. Pavetta, I'm a bit more scared with the matchups, but he's been excellent. Don't, again, don't scoff. He is good right now. Then we have a couple of guys more on the peripheral that I think need to be added. Brady Singer on the Royals, Ronzi Contreras on the Pirates, and Aaron Ashby on Milwaukee. Freddie Peralta is down. Ashby's going to get a look. If he hasn't been added, like, drop the phone and add him. Now, Contreras also looked really good. I don't know how to manage him, but the strikeouts should be there, and he already showed that. So, strikeouts plus opportunities... I know the Pirates are bad, but they're just not as bad as people want them to be, I think. like right, People want them to lose every day, and they're just not going to because they're going to play the Cubs, they're going to play the Reds, and they're going to play some other national teams that they're going to compete with at the very least. So I think Contreras is viable. Brady Singer and the Royals have been terrible. Singer has been the lone bright spot. Remember, he's a top prospect. I drifted everywhere, and it was such a disappointment. So we may be seeing him kind of come to form right now, make sure Singer's all in your league. Same might be said for Daniel Lynch. High-end prospect. He's shown us a bit more now, so you want to get with him. The deeper names for 15 leagues, it's 
Alex Fado on the Tigers. I dumped into him. If you want, you can check my Patreon sheet from the page that, from the day that he pitches. Again, even if you're not betting, I leave some really gold nuggets in there. I hand write up everybody. So he had some stuff that I liked. Also, JT Brubaker popped not only on the swing and miss leaderboard the other day, but the contact leaderboard. So he came up on both. He's looking really good. We've seen a pitch mix change as well. Get with Brubaker and the Pirates. Again, look for opportunities on bad teams. Spencer Strider. On the Braves getting looks out of the bullpen. Same for Juwan. Duran has a couple more saves for the Twins, though it's pretty muddy there right now. The save and, like, landscape for relievers is just gross. Let's get up into the betting board, which has been really brutal to us, but I guess it depends how you've been attacking it. Yesterday was another two of three. So if you're betting these things individually, you're pretty much making money every single day, and you see how we do it. I, I'm not at the point where I'm just not putting full units. I don't generally bet... A tenth of a unit straight, right? That's a little... Even I have my limits where there's too conservative. And I generally don't bet my full units forward until the end of the day when I've seen the entire landscape and lineups are out so I can divvy up my risk. And I really try to be very professional about this because I do do this at a high... <laughs> I say do-do. I do do this at a high level. And I want to show you that that's kind of how we do it. I don't recommend anything that I don't play on my own. But I do want to show you that parlays are really not the best way to do it. You know, this is a part of mine. And again, we've just been bounces away from this being wildly profitable. So I understand there are people that are, you know, dropping two, five, ten bucks in this every day. I'm fully down with that. I think it's a great way to get some action we got the yankees first five money line nasty nester is on the bump and we're just a slight favorite anytime you give me that against your bro he's been very bad for the raise one seven whip on the year sierra up near five x fit over five and a quarter 28 percent line drive he's getting crushed by lefties give me the yankees today through the first five and then we have a couple of overs we covered the rockies and the nats marquez and uh, Patrick Corbin, give me over 4.5. I think either one of those teams could hang a five alone. And then KC, Minnesota. And we missed that under that over yesterday, which was kind of a kick in the tail because I know somebody tweeted at me, LOL, like, oh my God, I missed an over. You know, you got to understand that's why they're at 110. But we had the base runners, and Byron Buxton was at the dish with the bases loaded. Two runs short of our over. Like, you know, we were right there. Everybody was right there. We were a single away from covering it, and then it could have ran from there. So, like, whatever. It's Daniel Lynch and Devin Smeltzer. They've both really struggled. And look, see the high Sierras. Lynch has a double-digit walk rate. We've mentioned him. He's been good, but he has gotten beaten up by righties. The Twins are very good right-handed hitting team against lefties. So I think this matchup in particular is really tough for Lynch. And Smeltzer, I don't think he's very good. The XFIP up at five and a quarter. The Sierra up at five and three quarters. He has more walks than strikeouts and a 16% whiff rate. Yikes, not going to do it. And lefty He's busting out with a plus 900 OPS against him. Give me the 04. They keep dropping these totals on the Royals games. So we're packing Yankees F5, Colorado, Washington over four and a half, and the Royals with cheese against the Twinkies 04. All these are F5, though. I think these are all viable for full nine innings as well. I think the Yankees win. I think Colorado and the Casey game both go over. Pack them together for plus 550. Get us back. Over the hurdle, over the hump. Let's get this week profitable and like get back on track. But don't forget, this is just a single pillar of profit. Follow us up where we're making money at Jock Market. We're making money in fantasy, and eventually we're going to start making money betting. Though again, it is funny because I see people go, oh, "Why don't we? Why don't you just bet singles?" And so that's why I kind of walked you through explaining why. Because if you are betting singles. You know, we're, you're getting paid every day. We hit the majority. I mean, whatever. Whatever. I don't try to get tied to the outcomes. 
yes, I'm very good at this. We are all very good at this. I hope we work very hard at this. And because we work so hard, it feels less like luck. So download the Jock Market app. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Use the promo code MMN at Jock Market. Keep an eye out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. The YouTube channel, everything on Twitter. Just every way that you follow us, you won't be able to miss it. I'll be retweeting it. We'll get Patty to retweet it. We'll have the show handle. Retweet it. It's going to be live streaming. It's going to be awesome. And remember, drop your total run pick in the comment section you have to be um subscribed and that winner will get an mlb brand new new era hat on the big dude with a big mouth from the big apple man i absolutely love this and i hope that you do too i mean we're really doing some unique stuff here not only covering the gamut of all the different types of formats but really some advanced right individual pitch stuff plus some theory and betting theory working theories and risk management stuff and I hopefully it's all that and the bag of chips so that will do it keep an eye out for me athletic pod draft champions athletic yesterday I just did a mailbag but more importantly it turned into a comprehensive deep dive on Marcus Simeon I cannot you know, uh, spoil it because you got to give them that dollar a month or whatever. Really awesome stuff to get at the athletic right there. Pretty good deal. So, all right, man. Follow us up on Twitter, MMN, Mayo Media Net 2022. Loving you all. We'll check his in the AM. We'll see you in the jock market tonight. Hit me up on Twitter and I catch us on the flip side. Peace.